Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Today is National Night Out. I'm staying in for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy. Well, it's supposed to rain and thunderstorms tonight, so, or today. One, wanna, uh, one Western Mass community celebrated early yesterday. By going out? Yeah, they had their night out last night. Well, they talk, didn't want to we'll talk get, about it. They didn't want to get rained on. I guess, maybe. That's what it was. That's it. All yeah. right. Well, good for that. Oh, there's so much going on today. I hardly know where to begin. Really? No, I'm just trying to make it sound you, like we got a whole lot going on today. Can, we didn't really got a whole bag of nothing. Can you let me in on it? Because I'm not really sure what's going on. I had a disturbing and funny uh, personal life slash new apartment life story to tell you that. I think we're on Fair there. Enough. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's already shaping up to be a show. You guys will love it. It's 535. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. New England Patriots football is back on Rock 102 this season. Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.50. And Bob Seeger with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Looks like rain today uh, and a high of 89. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 89. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And in case of a uh, of stormy weather, use if you... <laughs> if you have storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. There you go. There you go. Uh, and why is this not working? I don't. Oh, they, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's, you uh, ready? That's, uh, ready? Uh, uh, hold on. All a second. right. It's uh, it's my fault, uh-huh. and I will correct it. Uh, toot sweet. What? What is? What is this? The Kellogg crew? Come on, get your stuff together. Toot oh. sweet. Yeah, ready? toot sweet. All okay. Right. Now? And uh, no, hold on. Hold on. Uh, speaking of toot oh, sweet, crying aloud. By Keep... the way, I heard I was yesterday. I was shopping uh, in Target, and I heard mm. two two young girls describing um, deja vu. And c'est la vie, and they didn't know what those meant, and they had they were looking them up on their phone. Oh, yeah. c'est la vie means that's life. That's life. Ah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Ah, all right. Now it's time for uh, Hollywood. Trash. Do you want to try that tagline again? And yeah, uh, let's, uh, so we, we can properly give them the money that they're spending. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And in, uh, in the chance of a stormy, uh, stormy weather, use. Never mind. Go ahead. It's Hollywood <laughs> Trash. Uh, you know what? Do it once. Do it right. Aqua Pump. Somehow you. <laughs> still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Michael Keaton hasn't seen a superhero movie all the way through, even though he was Batman. He said it's not a, it's not that he's above it, he just has other stuff to do and doesn't sit down to watch much. Well, how are you supposed to get that role again if you haven't seen how the other Batmans Because you work? don't, like any actor... You don't want the performances of somebody else to affect how you do it. That's right. Right. I guess. You know, like, for example, I'm sure that uh, Dick Sargent didn't want Dick York at work at Bewitched. He did his own Darren. 
He did Darren based on his own acting skills. I wonder if they like he knew like if if, if he was walking around that uh, Dick York was walking around and everybody was saying, "Hey, you know what? You look like Darren Stevens. You'd be great for that role." And then uh, Dick Sargent gets sick. You know, he's got pain. Yep. He's got uh, all kinds of pain that he gets hooked on pills and everything. And uh, and Dick York's like, "Hey, here's my time to shine." Everybody says I look like this guy. I'm going to go for it. Actually, they looked nothing alike, and I think it was Dick York who was first. You don't know your dick from your dick. I don't know my dicks. No, I know. I don't. <laughs> they all look the it's same beyond to you. me. Yeah, I know cocks. I don't know yes, dicks. Yes, you do. You have them in your apartment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill was fired from Jack in the Box as a teenager for uh, using clown impersonations while taking drive-thru orders. Now they brought him back for a new campaign, and he got to work the drive-thru again. So he was probably making $1.65 an hour when he was doing that job, and I bet you they paid him at least ten grand to come and sit at the drive-thru for another uh, 15 minutes. Probably there's, more than that. There's video. Very few people recognized him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recognize him. They're probably all saying, who's the old guy working mm. at a jack-in-the-box? What's happened to your life? What are you doing? What are you doing with your spare time? Uh, Beyonce has agreed to swap out a lyric on her new album, Renaissance. On one track, she uses uh, the word spaz, which is a word that's considered demeaning to people with spastic cerebral palsy. I had no idea that that's what that meant. I didn't I didn't realize that either. I, you know how many times I used that in my lifetime? About 10 billion. Right. I thought uh, spaz was just like, uh, you're an idiot. Yeah, or, we, uh, we called an intern spaz. That was his nickname. Kind of like Kaczynski. We called ours spaz. Now, we probably couldn't get away with that today. Not today, but like yesterday, you would have been fine. I guess. So Steve yeah. opened his big yap. It's I, your fault? I yes. Guess so. I'm blaming yeah. Steve. Now you can live your best squid game life without your actual life being on the line. There's an immersive game experience coming out next month in nine cities across the country. It'll be a 60-minute game for groups of up to six people. The per- people participating will wear a visor that tracks their motion and use touchscreens to complete six challenges from the show, like Red Light, Green Light, and Dalgona. Uh, players uh, must survive each challenge to advance in each game. If they fail, they lose a virtual life, and if they win, it puts their money in the piggy bank. This sounds fantastic. Yeah, well, at least it sounds less, uh, slightly more appealing than the TV show. Yes. I mean, I don't want to get shot or killed or you know, fall off a glass bridge or anything else like that. Well, it's all virtual reality. That's kind of cool. Dalgona, by the way. And I had to look it up because I did see the series. Now I remember. It's the cookie-making oh, the process cookie. there. Yes, in the the, yeah, when a guy licked the cookie. Yes. Yeah. That that was not good. That no. wasn't going to be good for business. Worst cookie ever. Uh, anyway, it debuts on September 21st, and booking has already opened. Do you remember the 21st night of September? I do. Such a great song. It is a great song, isn't it? Going back to the 70s again. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Who doesn't love that stuff, huh? Frankie Valley, right? Oh, uh, no, that's Oh, that's, that's a different seasons. date. That's a, but that's a different date. What date is that? Because that's like a... Late September back in the 63. Very good. Oh, Thank a you. very special time for me. Thank you. Uh, Naomi Judd left both of her daughters out of her will, which is believed to be worth $25 million. Damn it, Mom. Page Six confirmed it yesterday. Winona Judd and Ashley Judd have yet to make an official comment, but Radar Online 
uh, has been told that Winona is upset bec uh, because together they were the Judds and she was the major force behind her mother's success. Naomi's husband of 33 years, Larry Strickland, is the executor. He was given full authority and discretion over her assets without the approval of any court. And if Larry ceases or fails to serve, then his uh, brother Reginald uh, will be named co-executor along with a guy named uh, Dennis Curse-Waiter. I love how page six has to confirm the news. Well, they're uh, they're usually pretty good about finding out information. Mm -hmm. Well, the uh, the Judd sisters have their own you know big fat fortune, right? Yeah, but I can see where Winona is. She shared that uh, mass amassed that a fortune with her mom. True, true, but. They're already doing okay. Why not leave the money to like a charity or I don't me? Know. There's something about wills and uh, and things that create uh, conflict among siblings and children. Imagine I that. I have no idea what, what a pain in the ass that must be. I guess. I'm glad I don't have to experience it. There was uh, the will was prepared in 2017, and according to documents, Naomi was sound of mind and uh, deposing uh, disposing memory. When she signed and approved it, Naomi took her own life earlier this year on April 30th. She was 75 years old. Sounds like there was a lot going on there with uh, with Naomi. She had some issues. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the, the suicide part uh, probably would indicate that she had other issues leading up to that. Well, she had her depression issues go back a long, long time. Like decades. Yeah. Long time. Yes. Marin Morris wore a sheer skirt at her Radio City show in New York on Friday, and some woman boot, uh, booty shamed her online for showing too much skin. So Marin shot back and made fun of the lady for misspelling the word loose. Lose. She Lose? said, "Yeah." Uh, she said, uh, "When there's a Karen, there's a typo." Oh, she Karen shamed her, mm. and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Gus Garcia. My family and I would like to take a minute to share a program. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, great news, everybody. Sports gambling is but one signature away from becoming a real thing in the state of Massachusetts. Are you tired of having your legs broken every time you can't pay off an illegal bookie? Are you tired of having your personal property destroyed, confiscated, or set on fire because you haven't paid off your gambling debts in a timely manner? Are you tired of losing your life savings because somebody failed to cover the point spread on Monday Night Football? We all are, but now that's about to change. Now that sports gambling is coming to the state of Massachusetts. By now, I'm sure many of you degenerate gamblers are already aware that the legislature passed a sports gaming bill over the weekend, but before you start unloading your bank accounts or start dipping into those college funds, consider this. The governor has 10 days to sign that bill into law. Once that's done, the Massachusetts Gaming Commission will need some time to implement and regulate everything. How long is that going to take? I don't know. I'm sure this thing really snuck up on those guys. How could they know this was coming? Either way, it's going to take a little bit of time before you can start blowing your money away lawfully. Will it be done by the start of the NFL season? Possibly. Will you be able to land yourself into financial ruin by the Patriots bye week? I would say most definitely. So if you're the sort of guy who likes 
recklessly dropping the mother load on sporting events, including games at the college level, this is probably the greatest thing that has ever happened to you in your life. I'm sure your wife and children might feel slightly different, but as you know, it only takes one delusional moment of false confidence to know that all you really need in life is one good day, and all your problems will be resolved. Unless you lose, then you might need more than one good day. Either way, I say let the financial ruin begin because I'm starting to feel lucky. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at the Craftsman 9-gallon wet dryback. Only 80 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at the Rocky's app. You can also see what's on the sales flyer at rockies.com or pick up the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rocky Fields Classic Rock at 612. And Led Zeppelin with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with some afternoon showers. High of 90 to tomorrow, a partly to mostly sunny with a high of 89. It's 69 giggity downtown Springfield. So I'm all into my new apartment now. And, oh, you know, yeah. just getting it all fitted out, dressed up, the whole deal there. I got a mirror yesterday for a hallway. and um, I was wondering when you were going to take a good long look at yourself. Yeah, I'm, I, I, it's part of the process. I, I've needed to do that for a long time. I've been without a mirror except for the one in the bathroom. So, got How do you mirror. know if you got the food in your teeth? Um, I can feel it usually. Really? Yeah, with my tongue. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, plants, since, you know, I don't have pets, so I got plants. And my lady friend actually gave me a plant as a housewarming gift. What kind? Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, one was a corn plant. Another was a plant that looks like a fern. And another one is called a money plant. What's a what's a money plant? Oh, you can look it up. I mean, it's just a, it's. There's two different versions. There's a money plant, and then there's a Chinese money plant. And I don't know uh, how they got their names. But speaking of names, I'm talking to her last night on the phone, and she's saying, "Well, we got to come up with names for the plants." I said, "What? What? What? Yeah, we have to name the plants. You you, you don't have to name the plants. Well, they've already been named. So that's the problem. So we, you know, I'm I'm, I'm like, w- w- what? She says, well, you got the corn plant, so obviously that one has to be Orville because of popcorn and Orville Red and Bob. How invested are you in this relationship? Mm-hmm. I'm beginning to question. Yeah. I, you so. know, honestly, it shouldn't. I have <laughs> never named a plant. I'm, I'm surprised you're the one beginning to question things. Usually it's the other way around, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. So Orville is the corn plant, and since the other one looks like a fern... She says, but it looks like a male fern, not a female fern. Because of the penis? Yeah. One of the leaves kind of looks like that. And so I, she says, well, we can't call it fern because that sounds like a woman's name. I said, well, what about Vern? Oh, perfect. It's Vern the fern. So now we've got Vern and Orville, my two plants. Well, it's official. Mm-hmm. We now have the weirdest couple in America. <laughs> Very much Thank so. you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, does she have? Have has she been invited to? Have you been invited to her house? Not yet. <laughs> okay, but the, you know, there's some distance between us. And, sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, does she name her own plants, or is she just installing this insanity onto your place? Just me, apparently. We did talk about that a little bit. She's got dogs and cats, and uh, does not have living plants, partially because she has. 
dogs that, and cats that would destroy the plants. Or she uh, is not good with plants and kills them and uh, because they reject the names that have been given. Well, we did, apparently we chose the plants and she got the ones for me based on the idea that I would probably kill the plant. And she's right about that. I've killed mm. many plants during attempts. I have fake ones. I had two fake ones in my apartment. I have no problem with fake plants. Well, I didn't either. Yeah, I mean, they, they're never going to die. They no. always look good. Yeah. I don't even have a problem with a fake basket of uh, wax fruit. But she was concerned that I, I needed something that would purify the air in the mm -hmm. apartment. Well, Which yeah. is actually a, that's a noble thought. I think that's code. Yeah? Did, like I, did like, I, I stink? Is uh, that well, or f you're flatulent. Well, Which is, I, uh, you know, as any man will tell you, that's, you know, that's just a, a natural biological function. I was going to say, of course I am. I mean, I'm a guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I don't know if the plant is enough to purify my flatulence, but we're going to find out. I, uh, listen, I, I, uh, I try not to judge, mm -hmm. as you know. I'm yeah. not a judgmental guy. No, not at all. No. Steve, Steve will back me up on yeah. that. I, I, you know, I, I say live and let live. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I hear that you're naming inanimate objects for the purposes of making it feel more homey, mm -hmm. uh, yes. I have to question a lot of things. I'm right with you. Um, not just about uh, this relationship, but yep. also about this woman. And I don't mean to be critical no. you know, at all. I don't want to put this uh, your relationship in any kind of uh, bad light. Not at all. I brought this up so I could use you guys as counselors and psychologists, yeah. and then I could share this with You're her later on. You're wrong people. Yeah, listen to this, <laughs> Wrong Steve. people. We're being used as pawns. I exactly. Know. And I'm going to share this with her later on. Yeah. So here's here's okay. what the guys had to say. Yeah. Okay? Sometimes uh, personifying things that are not actually alive mm -hmm. well i mean plants are alive but i mean you know they're not they don't have personalities right. that we uh, can understand mm -hmm. sometimes trying to assess uh like per uh you know, your personal attributes to these things sure that make a whole lot of sense because mm -hmm. you could still kill them very easily right am i not mistaken i i probably will i mean th these particular plants that we got are supposed to be very hardy and so there's not much chance I can kill them as long as I just put a little water in there like once a week. Yeah, but you're going to forget to do that. Probably. Right. And it's going to be nothing but a, like a, a, a dead stump by yeah. the end of it. Nope. But if you, if you guys would like to come over and meet uh, Orville and Vern, I'll invite you guys over Ooh. and you can see for yourself and you can, you know. That is a tempting offer. And and you can meet my fridge, Devin, as well. When do you want us to come over? Yeah. You've named your fridge? Kidding, Pax. <laughs> Kidding. Although, Dave, it's no more ridiculous than right. naming your plants. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. When, like, when do like, you want us to come over? I don't know. We'll, we'll set up. I, no, we'll, let's, let's, let's decide it now. What uh, What are you doing tonight? Uh, not much. What am I doing any night? Not much. So we'll, uh, we'll you guys. We, can, we we'll, can't make it. Uh, what about tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, tomorrow would be great. Yeah, we can't make it. Um, yeah, no, I got emergency well, yeah, surgery I tomorrow. I'll right, well, check uh, your schedules. Yeah, yeah. To see if you can clear something out. Maybe we can set something up for October or something. Oh, I can, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm booked. I got a yeah. funeral to go to in October. Yeah. You know, I didn't want you guys coming over anyway. That's all so, right. We weren't really uh, all that interested in meeting your plants, although I do think you should yeah. take pictures and draw little faces on them just so we feel like all right. they're listening. I'll take some pictures. So uh, when uh, when you uh, when you were told <laughs> that naming your plants was a bitchin' idea, mm -hmm. uh, were you forthcoming in your confusion over this? Yeah, there was a there was a little silence, and then there was like a really like that, and she was insistent. Oh yeah, that this is something. Oh, that yeah. should be done. Oh yeah, even though she has no plants of her own. Correct, Dave. 
you might want to fire up that that uh, that Bumble or uh, Match.com profile yeah. again. Just, just keep just, it handy. Just keep just it handy. Just keep it in the back of your pocket just in case All something right. goes wrong. All right. Just in case she wants you to start naming other things around the apartment. Lots of other things. The microwave. The toilet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, I am pretty lonely there when she's not around. So, no kidding. You know? Hmm. Well, not with Mr. Corn anymore. Exactly. <laughs> not with Orville and what's his name? Uh, Vern. Vern. Thank you. Yeah, Vern and Orville. Me, Mr. Corn, and porn. We're having a good time tonight. <laughs> Actually, I would think if uh, you were using porn, you'd probably have to turn the plants towards the wall. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just so they're not staring at you and judging you. You know uh, You know who's got those corn plants all over his house? Mm. Barry Krieger. No kidding. Get loaded. His house is loaded with those. Get things. out. Yeah. Did you actually he, know the name, the, yeah, the type we, of actually, plant? That, be, yeah, because I was over there last week, and uh, we were trying to figure out what it was, and I had this little huh. uh, plant uh, identify thing, and then uh, we, hmm. we figured it out. It was these uh, the corn plants. You know what? Speaking of identifying things, when I was at the family gathering over the weekend with my lady friend and her some of her folks in, in the Boston area, we found out that there's something similar to Shazam that can identify birds as they're... Talking outside your window. Yeah. You, you, mm. you That's can, what this plant thing is. Yeah. Plant identify. You put it up to a leaf and it scans pictures and it tells you what it is. Well, similar to the bird where they listen to the chirping of the birds and it tells you exactly what kind of birds there they are out go. in your backyard. Steve, let me ask you this. Does Barry Krieger have intimate conversations with the plants in his house? Does he name his plants? No, he uh, keeps them chained in a room in yeah, the back. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. That's right. You don't, a, want to, you don't want him to get up and escape. He's a tad sadistic, that Barry. <laughs> well, you know. You can hear the cries of the plant from the cellar. <laughs> no wonder you're friends with him and go over there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 621. He, but... he, too, wants his foreskin back. I bet he does. Yeah. 621. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Pro contractors use Pro 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 626 and Queen with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with uh, some showers this afternoon and a high of 89. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 89. It is 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned. With back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Today I learned that there are chickens called Easter Eggers that Mm. can lay blue, green, cream, olive, or pink eggs. One egg color per chicken. So it's not like you got, you know, one chicken spitting out all those colors. Right. It's just whatever that color is. Gotcha. Well, you ever have like uh, like farm fresh eggs, like like right off the farm? They're they're never the same color. What is it? Yeah. What was the old tagline? Brown eggs are country eggs. And country no, no, no. brown eggs are local eggs, like, and local, local eggs, eggs are fresh. fresh eggs. Yeah, there you yeah go. but if you ever like buy them like a, like on a farm stand, mm-hmm. I mean, they can be blue or green or yellow or you know, sometimes you never you rarely see like real white ones. And sometimes they're goofy shapes. I buy them from the Mennonites. They have a they have a whole farm stand near my house. Yeah, with, uh, you go up there and you you you, you buy the egg, you put your money in the till, take your change if you need. Oh, to. Oh, like in the honor system kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I never felt comfortable doing that. You know what? I wouldn't mess with any of them Mennonites. No. I wouldn't cross one of them. They are a people of God, but there's something about them that would say, we're going to take out hell and, uh, what do they call yeah, the, it? Uh, uh, the, the fire and brimstone. Fire and brimstone, brimstone yeah, right. will come after you if, uh, if you steal any of our money. And you don't want to piss them off because no. you need the eggs. But the eggs are good. They're like 
They're like hearty eggs. I know. Hey, you buy, go to the grocery store, you buy those ones that uh, come from the sweatshop ch- chickens. Right. And then those are all like watery and everything. Not these. These are nice and hearty. What about duck eggs? They sell those in yeah. stores. Have you ever tried a duck yes, egg? Yes, they're actually delicious. Are they? Yeah. They're really oh. hearty. And they're bigger, right? They're much, well, they're a little bit, yeah, they are a little bit bigger. And you know. what, are there any birds that, whose eggs you wouldn't eat? No, no, I'd probably I eat. Uh, I've had quail eggs before. I've those had those. Are good. Those are good. Mm-hmm. I've had. Uh, Never had an ostrich egg, but I'm willing to try it. Yeah, ostrich egg. Yeah, sure. Why not? That sounds good. Yeah, they're about the uh, the size of a softball. So you imagine just like a, whipping up an omelet with one of those things. Just a one egg yeah. omelet. That's it. Two eggs, and you're being. Yeah, now you're just being yeah, selfish. Mm-hmm. I like goat eggs too. Those are good. Never had those. Mm. Pig eggs. Never had them. Mm-hmm. No, those are called testicles. I- I don't know what you're to. Oh, I don't know what you've been eating. <laughs> and that is today I learned with back Stephen Day on Rock 102. We got more on the gambling bill because Governor Baker is yet to sign it. Details straight ahead in the news on Rock 102. Six thirty. We're back, Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. We are waiting still for Governor Charlie Baker's okay on the Bay State's sports gambling bill. It passed 151 to 2 in the House vote and 36 to 4 in the in the Senate. The only six no votes cast by Democrats in Cambridge, Somerville, Newton, Andover, and New Bedford. A bunch of buzzkills. Yeah, no kidding. Now, the governor's got like 10 days to sign it. He, he doesn't have to sign it right away. Right. And when he signs it, Apparently what happens is uh, the Mass Gaming Commission then has to figure out, all right, well, how do we uh, how do we uh, regulate this whole thing? Right. How do we uh, roll it out? Because this decision you know, just was like last minute. They had no idea this was coming for like the last three or four years. MGM Springfield has that sports lounge with a 45-foot high-def viewing wall, 16 channels, ready to broadcast most major sporting events. And well over 70 theater seats and an island bar that projects game scores across the ceiling as well. And a second smaller VIP sports lounge at MGM with a viewing wall created in the rear section of the tap room. And people will soon be able to place bets from their phones on the BetMGM online sportsbook platform. But again, we still need the signature of the governor. And then bars won't be able to do this, right? right? Restaurants yeah. and bars kind of left out of the yeah, bill. That's that to me. That's not right. I agree. I, if you're you're now you're gonna uh, only let casinos uh, run these things. Well, Is what's that- the difference between having uh, the opportunity to bet in a bar, yeah, than Keno? That's what I'm saying. I mean, there it's is still, no difference. It's still gambling. You're still allowing it. You know, certain forms of gambling in one, but not the other. Yeah. Well, uh, John Velas is with you on that, Steve. The state senator saying yesterday that they need to better understand the bill and be able to open it up to local bars and restaurants. And he's helping create a, quote, commission to study that and maybe bring that to fruition as well. Study it. You're hurting small businesses by not a Right. You know, you know what it's like to run a restaurant or run a bar? Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks like, you know, oh, that guy's got a lot of money. He runs a bar. Right. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. By the time you spend most of your day, if you're a good bar owner, you spend most of your day Mm -hmm. at the bar doing all the things, the ordering of the inventory and all this other stuff. And then then not only do you have uh, to pay your employees, 
uh, but you have to pay all their insurances and things like that, and there's right. taxes, and there's BMI fees for the music that you're playing in the bar and all that stuff. You know, it's really not. It, I it can be profitable, but I mean, it's not like you're you know. Uh, rolling in D's and got a good-ass job when you're spending, you know, 12 to 15 hours of your day in the restaurant that you're owning. Well, and on top of it, Steve, yeah. COVID-19 put an extra yeah. whammy on a lot of these places, but too. God forbid we let these bars actually make some money or well, any of these restaurants either. Here's here's the thing. I mean, I don't uh, I don't agree with the state's position on this. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not a gambler. I'm a lover, as you know. Uh, but, you know, for me, it's like... <sighs> These are separate forms of uh, of uh, destructive uh, addictions. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, if I'm an alcoholic, let's say mm-hmm. I'm a functioning alcoholic, like I like going to the bar every single day after work. Yeah. This is just theoretical, right? Totally theoretical because gotcha. I don't go to bars after work. <laughs> uh, but if I did, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, I, I would still go to my favorite bar. I would still get loaded and then uh, and that would be fine. If I were the kind of guy that had uh, money to burn and an, an itchy trigger finger when it came to say I don't know uh, you know betting on like the Red Sox, that's a totally different kind of uh, addiction. So I mean I, I don't know I mean I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, to me I'm kind of yeah you know, I'm not against it being done. I know for me I probably won't be participating in it. I'm too attached to my money, mm. and I also don't have the same addictive compulsions as some people do you know mike my my compulsions are different you're tame kind of yeah, yeah kind of i mean i almost kind of like prefer to sit around the house and you know eat food off my chest that's you know that's, a, that's mm-hmm. a, not a bad way of living. it's not a bad way of living no. i gotta tell you it's very satisfying well hopefully john velas with his commission will bring about a change and allow local bars and restaurants to participate. That wasn't the only place where the senator showed up on Western Mass News. He was also commenting about the lawmaker's decision to scrap those stimulus checks, which were promised to middle-income residents. We talked about this on the show. He called it one of the biggest disappointments to come out of the recent session. Lawmakers deciding that with the uncertainty of the country's economic future, inflation, and a possible looming recession, they could not risk giving so much money away to Massachusetts residents. However, Mr. Vilas said it's only on pause and that lawmakers will revisit the possibility of this economic development bill in the future. So we may still get it. Yes. All right, well. But not for a while. They also uh, passed Amanda's law yesterday, yes. which was a good. Good. You have that one too. I, I don't have that in front of me right now, but feel free. Uh, John Velas's yep. uh, office said that uh, Amanda's law bill was approved and is heading to the governor's desk for a mm-hmm. signature. The bill, named for a Chicopee murder victim, Amanda Plass, bans first responders from taking and sharing unauthorized pictures of crime victims. What happened was this uh, poor girl got murdered in her apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the crime scene photos were that were taken were uh, were being shared around a soccer game. Mm-hmm. Uh, weeks later, you know, because that's what you do with evidence. You share it at a soccer game. Actually, mm-hmm. it's not what you're supposed to do with evidence. Yeah. It's supposed to be uh, not distributed that way or distributed at all. Really, it's supposed to be meant for the. <sighs> It, it's such yeah. a disturbing story. I'm glad they passed this. This is yeah. this is good. Yeah. The city of Chicopee hosted its national night out last night, even though today is National Night Out Day. 
This occurred at uh, Sarah Jane Sherman Park. You know, making the police force get involved with the community more and having the community understand police work a little bit better. Hundreds turning out in Chicopee for free food and beverages last night, bounce houses, games, and much more. It says here, according to this report in 22 News, one of the highlights of the evening was watching a helicopter land at Sarah Jane Sherman Park. That's cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You ever, you ever been in a helicopter before? Oh, yeah. Many times. Really? Yeah. I uh, We actually had uh, Northeast helicopters out of Ellington here uh, take us on a a flight over Springfield, and uh, actually they flew us out to, to Huntington the one time. I got to see my house and everything like that. It was mm-hmm. pretty neat. You you back? No, I've never been in a uh, never been uh, in in one. What? I did have uh, one of them whirly birds back yep. in the seventies. Yeah, with like with a little remote <laughs> control, yeah. and a little plastic spun around. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love them damn things. And then I went on the helicopter tour of the Grand Canyon. That was pretty neat too. Yeah. Dash and I did a helicopter landing on top of a glacier in Alaska as part of our trip. There, one of those excursions that you could get off on. Well, that's Juno, something. I think it was. Well, that suddenly makes your story look stupid, doesn't it? Yeah, I didn't land on a glacier. <laughs> mm. A Massachusetts couple arrested in Hampstead, New Hampshire, yesterday morning following several incidents. So here's the timeline. At 2.18 a.m. Monday morning, an officer was called to an extra mart for a reported armed robbery. A chase ensued. They lost the people And at 2.40 a.m., about a half an hour later, officers got a report of an armed home invasion. And the suspect had several people held hostage at gunpoint inside. Police were able to identify the suspect as 39-year-old Jose Robles of Taunton and the woman driving the car as 37-year-old Camille Knox of Athol. So again, 2.18, this whole thing started. 2.40, they got the report of the armed home invasion. By 4.30 in the morning, the last hostage at the home had escaped because Robles had allegedly taken an unknown amount of pills and passed out. That's when officers entered the house and arrested him. By the way, the firearm in his possession that he was holding people hostage with was determined to be a BB gun. Hmm. That's uh, that's That's a little bit of a interesting situation, isn't it? It's a BB gun. We're overreacting. Well, I mean, apparently, you know, the people who are being held hostage, they probably don't know what type of gun they're being held hostage with. So you can understand their fear. Sure. Absolutely. I wouldn't know the difference between a BB gun or or anything else, but Mm. it's just a BB gun. And how many amount of pills would it take to pass out? And why are you taking pills if you're trying to conduct some sort of home invasion? Obviously, he wasn't thinking clearly, obviously. Hey, you want to know the most famous person in your hometown, here in Massachusetts, for instance, or in northern Connecticut? There's a new tool called Mapbox, and it shows the birthplace of significant people throughout the world. This is really cool. Um, There's a guy named Topi Tukhanov, and he uses something called a notability ranking coupled with geographic locations to create the map. It's a really cool interactive map where you can... Take your mouse and you can zoom around the world and you can zoom in on specific areas and even specific towns. And it'll tell you who the most notable person is from that town. Again, it's map box. Did you did you do it? I did. And for this area, you want to guess who the most notable people are in Western Mass? Barry M- Krieger. No. Mick Jagger. No. Dave Matson. Ray Herschel. None of the above. Jesus. I'm 
and and it's not even Dr. Seuss. It's Chloe Savigny. Where she lived? She apparently she was born here. Yes, you know, yes. I, 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 I don't want to say that she's the most famous person out of Springfield. Again, this is very subjective. This whole map box thing. It's completely subjective. Yes. But it's pretty cool looking. If you guys, I don't know, are you guys looking at it right now? It no, because I a, saw something. You have to sign up. Yeah, for I don't want to really sign up. I didn't have to sign up for anything when I tried. Sign it. up. I Matt didn't. Box. I didn't have to sign up for anything. Uh, go, the New York Post has a, an article about it with a link where you can go directly to the map and surf around. By the way, Leo DeRocher, the legendary Cubs manager, also on the list uh-huh. for this area. I thought it was pretty cool. I'll put a link to it up on our Facebook page so people can check it out. So that's it. That's all the people from this area? No, no, there's tons of them. I mean, for instance, Emily Dickinson from Northampton, or Amherst, I guess it would be technically. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's tons of them. I mean, and, and the closer you zoom in on the map, the more names you get. Some of them I don't even recognize. The most uh, famous person from my hometown? Yes. Other than me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to brag. 10-pin uh, bowler professional Wayne Webb is from Rehoboth, Massachusetts. Wow. Yeah. Makes you think, huh? Not, not a single bowling alley in Rehoboth. No bowling alley. Really? You gotta, you're got you looking for to, to golf? Loads of golf courses. Not a single bowling alley, which makes me think, where did that guy have to go to get so damn good? And this is candlepin bowling, too. It's not even Oh, he's a member pins. of the PBA and USBC Hall of Fame. Oh, so he can do all kinds of bowling, then. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's, listen, you... You don't just you don't just focus on one kind of bowling if you really want to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you do like the duck pin, you right? do the candle pin, yeah. the big balls, the, the ones small that Scott balls. Cohen used to call on TV. That's right. Yeah, Wayne Webb. Sure, he's very much aware of Wayne Webb's illustrious career. So you found the map, by the way. Then you're on the map. No, I'm just telling oh. you off the top of my oh, head that uh, the <laughs> great what Wayne about, Webb. What about is, David uh, Starzik? Is he on the map? He should be. That guy's yeah. been in everything. That's right. He's a frequent. Used to be a frequent guest of this show. Hmm. I could call Dave Starzik right now and get him on the show if you really wanted to. We could. But, I mean, he's just, you know. Oh, Linda Perry uh, was born here in Springfield. I didn't know that. Linda Perry. Timothy Leary was born in Springfield. Timothy Leary's dead. The LSD guy? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the guy. A lot of famous people in and out of here. Yeah. Kirk Russell uh, yes. was born here. yes. Not not on that interactive map I just mentioned, by the way. So much they know. Well, that apparently, according to the map, Chloe Savigny is bigger. All right, but do they have Russell? Does the city of Springfield have anyone in the Pro Bowlers Hall of Fame? I don't know. No, I don't think so. No, Mike Scully. Oh, the I, writer for The Simpsons, right? Ooh. The executive producer. Yes. Don't say writer. Mm-hmm. That's uh, insulting. That's uh, that's knocking him down a peg or two. Uh, George S. Irving. Who's George S. Irving? Oh, he was in the uh, Year Without a Santa Claus. Ah, oh, yeah. that George S. Yeah, Irving. I thought it was George F. No. Irving. I'm so I feel stupid. Uh, let's see, Elizabeth Green. Who is she? Cuckoo the Bird Girl. <laughs> oh yes, Cuckoo the Bird Girl. Yeah, not familiar from the, with her. From the movie Freaks. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Yes, that's a good movie. Uh, it's loaded with freaks. Robert Parker. Uh, who writer? Writer? Uh, he's some actor. Spencer for Hire, who was on. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, Spencer yeah. for Hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a great show. It that was, was that a was good the show. Sh- we used to have watch parties all the time with that. <laughs> Anyhow, 
It's 645 with back Steve and Dave. we got a mass hat coming up on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and improvement. Wing Thing is coming up on Saturday, August 27th, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and the Tommy Carr Auto Group. It's an afternoon of eating wings, and who doesn't love doing that? Plus hors d'oeuvres, adult beverages, ice cream, yard games, and live music from the James Paul Band. It's going to be at the Barney Estate in Forest Park, and tickets are available right now for a limited time at rock102.com. It's the Rock 102 Wing Thing, brought to you by log rolling, uh, the uh, the Log Rolling Catering, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, Saturday, August 27th at the Barney Estate in Forest Park with Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.53, and I just posted on the Rock 102 Facebook page the link to that uh, interactive map where you can zoom in anywhere in the world and find out the, quote, most notable person from your hometown. So hopefully folks will be able to check that out right now. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. These are the people who take advantage of a new and terrible travel hack on TikTok. Able-bodied people asking for wheelchairs at the airport to get quicker service. Here's a representative from Heathrow in London talking about it. We have more demand than we had before the pandemic. Mm. Some of this is because people are using the wheelchair support to try to get fast track through the airport. That is absolutely the wrong thing to be doing. And if you go on TikTok, you'll see that that is one of the travel hacks that people are recommending. There you go. Horrible. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's terrible, and I would never recommend it. However, years ago, you know, before, you know, pre-9-11 uh, mm. days, uh, I remember flying and there was a woman uh, in a wheelchair. Uh, she had had uh, knee surgery like months ago. She could walk around, but mm -hmm. she didn't feel like walking around the airport. Right. So her boyfriend is pushing her through the wheelchair. And we knew the boyfriend. He says, and he was old, he's an older guy. And he says, come with me, pretend you're my kids. Okay. And so the four of us got through security because she happened to be in a wheelchair. I got to tell you, hey. we mm. avoided a lot of that security stuff. Again, pre-9-11, I'm not sure you get away with it the same way now. But. We also did that story recently at Logan where the guy tried to hide drugs in his wheelchair, too, and was caught. Well, where else are you going to put them? Right. You need a pocket. Those things have little pockets on the side. Mm -hmm. Yes. Horrible, though. Come on. Is it, though, really, though? Well, I mean, honestly, might, I mean, all, we all want to get through uh, security as fast as possible. I guess, but there's going to be somebody in dire need of that wheelchair. And if you're using it for a travel hack to get faster service. Ah, they got plenty of wheelchairs down there. You think? Oh, uh, yeah. They got those carts, too, you know? Are those the the ones that you see in Walmart and Costco that people zoom around on as well? No, they got the golf carts that ah, take the people. Yeah. They have the, uh, the pages take the people from the security to the gate. Hmm. Well, okay. So maybe this <laughs> people using this travel hack don't deserve to be mass hats. I think they do. No. Ah be that way yes. but if you want to get through security it's a hell of a way to do it well are you gonna are you gonna try it yourself then or what well i have no plans to fly anytime soon but mm -hmm. i would consider it yeah to save myself a few uh, a few moments mm -hmm. that way i don't feel so rushed to get to my gate all right i know steve's not traveling anytime soon on an airplane because of How the you know? cost well, the cost you were saying it's prohibitive that doesn't mean i'm not traveling on a plane well are you going to be I don't know. Where are you going and when? <laughs> I don't know. You'll probably figure it out and tell everybody anyway. Sure. It's 6.56 with back Steve and Dave. We've got the 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. Rock 102 and the Tommy Car Auto. Per month while paying down. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know much about the law. In fact, much of what I know about justice comes from watching episodes of Night Court and Matlock. But when the judge assigned by the NFL and the Players Union to rule in the sexual assault allegations against Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson issued her decision yesterday to suspend him for six games, I could not help but ask myself a buttload of questions like, what was the judge Sue L. Robinson thinking? According to her 13-page decision, Deshaun Watson engaged in nonviolent sexual assault against at least two dozen women. And because that's slightly less violating than other kinds of sexual assault, Judge Robinson felt that she could not suspend him for anything longer than six games. According to the judge, other cases of nonviolent sexual assault have resulted in punishments far less severe than what she was assigning to Deshaun Watson. For example, Jameis Winston was suspended for three games for inappropriately touching a female Uber driver back in 2018. Somehow, the judge sees this as some sort of precedent. Except in Deshaun Watson's case, we're talking about sexually repugnant behavior against 24 different women. Behavior that includes exposure, rubbing himself on these women, forcing them to perform specific sexual acts against 24 different women. And for that, he only gets suspended for six games? If Jameis Winston only got suspended for three for touching one woman, why isn't Deshaun Watson getting suspended for 24 times that amount? Whether or not it's a violent assault or not, it's still assault against a non-consenting victim. And for that, you're only going to ground him for six games? Listen, I'm no better at math than I am through sifting through case law, but it seems to me that a six-game suspension is nothing more than a slap on a wrist for a guy who was a serial predator. And for that, the punishment should have been more reflective of the crime. And it wasn't. But hey, another of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How good can a battery-powered chainsaw be? Well, the Ego Power Plus 16-inch chainsaw is 300 bucks at Rocky's and includes the charger and the battery, and it can do anything that a 16-inch gas chainsaw can do. Starts with a push of the button. It's nice and quiet. Get an Ego today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 10 Rock at 709. And ZZ Top with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds with some afternoon showers and a high of 89. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 89. It's 70 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, later on this week, com- comedian uh, Marty Caproni will be joining us in the studio. I think uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday morning. Very, very good. He's yeah. going to be at, uh, is it Mohegan? Yes, I believe it's uh, Mohegan Sun. He's coming to Mohegan. Mm-hmm. Tom Cotter is going to be at the Roar Comedy Club in September. Ooh, how yes. about that? We'll have to have uh, Tom on to talk about that. Absolutely. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I don't want to get into to too many details. Then don't. <sighs> okay, then I won't. I don't want to get into too many details about what's going on with the Mayflower Marathon right now. I don't I want to talk about specific plans or anything like that. I want to talk in real general terms here. Um, over the last couple of days, uh, we have heard of some plans that have been put together, and they have all been outstanding. Really outstanding ideas. I'm expecting we're going to hear more, so I don't want to put anybody right. you know, on notice that we're leaning one way or another. I, I prefer to say that we're not, yeah. in fact, leaning one way or another. We're still entertaining uh, proposals and things like that, and it, yes. and it and it's it's a little bit deeper than what you think. It's not just like. We can't just go set up in a parking lot. As much as we appreciate people offering their space, which we are grateful for, mm. 
but <laughs> we there's technical aspects to it. There there are there are technical yeah. aspects of it. Like for example, yesterday this woman emails me and says, um, "I think that you should do it at the market basket in Orange, because there's no way I'm going to drive mm-hmm. all the way out to Springfield, and I would like to donate." Yeah. So I would prefer it if you did it in a place that was convenient for me. You know, uh, I understand how mm-hmm. everyone has their own agenda here, or they mm-hmm. want to do everything that's uh, that's uh, convenient for them. And I appreciate you uh, offering the Market Baskets parking lot, although we've never done any business with the Market Basket. I don't even know who to call at the Market Basket. Oh, you call the manager. But in order for us to serve best the Springfield Open Pantry, we might not want to perch ourselves in orange. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, those people are hungry, too. Sure. We're doing this for the Springfield Open Pantry. It would be our preference to be, if not in Springfield, damn close to it. Yeah, maybe we could have like uh, satellite appendages in the future where we would go to other places. Yeah, now we've uh, we've tried that, and and it doesn't always seem to uh, to work out quite as good as we would like. Mm-hmm. But having said that, this is a different year. We got different circumstances, but a lot of people have been. Uh, asking us to ask people to use their lot. Here's the crazy part about this, and I would never have anticipated this, mm-hmm. but it's funny how this has worked out. We're not having to ask anybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to want to be asking us. It's well, a very, yeah. it's a very strange and unexpected uh, turn. I don't. I don't even think it's that strange. I think that because of the impact of the open pantry, and because of the impact of how this event has grown over the years, and has become, uh, again, not a radio station event, uh, that it is a community event. So, all these people that are involved in these proposals and player and you know properties and things like that. They care about the community. They care about the community very much, just as yeah. much as we do uh, trying to run this thing. So it's really, I think it's nice to see that, to see, you know, uh, could, when you get turned away by one, you don't, you don't put a, a label on everybody else going, well, I bet you they all feel the same right. way about that, when they don't. So Some of the best ideas are the ones that, people aren't really thinking about yeah like you know and, and, and you know the more you think about it you say well actually that makes a lot more sense than i would have thought and it doesn't necessarily have to be mm-hmm. at places like bondy's island bondy's island or mm-hmm. you know places that you know have a big empty lot that uh you know, would have lots of room for us it's a little bit more like you said there's more logistics mm-hmm. involved but some of the places that are that are being talked about have come up to us with plans that we're you know, we're like looking at each other going, Wow, we didn't, didn't even we think th- about that. Mm-hmm. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah. And that's really encouraging. Like I said, I mean, I expected this is this is what I expected. That uh, you know, the Hall of Fame would say, No, we don't want you. You gotta move somewhere else and we would and we would find a place and we'd have to start making phone calls to say, Hey, would you mind if we had the Mayflower Marathon on your property? We have not had to do that. Instead, what's happened is that all of these, uh, the all these properties and all these business leaders are coming out and saying, "We want to do whatever we can to help the open pantry," and that's I, I think that is so remark. It's remarkable cool. to me. Yeah. I think it's wicked cool because, 
like you said, Steve, it, I mean, it really does kind of show the impact and importance of this. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with us. I think the decision from the Hall of Fame may have something to do with us, but I don't know if I buy any of the answers that they've given so far. You know, it's interesting from my fresh perspective on this is that I think you guys thought maybe you couldn't beat the setup that you had for those 28 years. But I think what you're finding is now that some of these new ideas are coming to light, sometimes change is good and you find out that maybe what you thought was the perfect situation with the Hall of Fame parking lot could be improved upon. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's still the most centralized, yes. most accessible location. There's no there's no question uh, uh, about that. Is it the best place? I don't know. Maybe we got a little uh, complacent where we were mm-hmm. thinking, well, this is the best place right. to do it. I mean, no matter where you do it, there's always going to be someone say, well, that's not going to be convenient for me. And I get that. And that's and that's perfectly fine. Or that's it has why, this flaw or it has that flaw. Whatever. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, every everything is going to have, sure. you know, it's it's pros and cons. But that's also why we open this uh, thing up to online donations. Mm-hmm. So if you can't make it physically, you have an opportunity to donate one way or another. And so, you know, it, we need to keep that in mind also. But I got to tell you. For the uh, the places that have come up with plans and have uh, and have reached out and said, you know, we want to do it here and here's why, I give you loads of credit. These are very well thought out ideas, yep. and I'm very very impressed with what we've seen so far. And change is good sometimes. Change is good. You know, I mean, we always try to find new ways of doing better than the year before, and there are certain things you know that we can do and certain things that we're limited. Too like uh, I gotta believe there had to be at least ten or fifteen cans of soup that were given to us last year just by having the big white man out there in the that, parking lot. That's right. Just that alone would hey. be enough to bring a, a couple meals to the table. Hey, what's that thing? Oh, it's the big white man. I remember that. Yes, you know, and then uh, like, they come down and they're like, "Oh, a food drive." Mm-hmm. Well, let me run over to the store and get me some food can or canned food. This is what I'm talking about. This is th- this is. And, and then having these discussions and having it in the media a little bit, you know, beyond just Rock 102, I think gives us an opportunity to do something really special come November. But we have to make this decision fairly quickly. I'd say within the next couple of weeks, we'll hopefully have a plan in mind. So for those of you who are wondering why it's taken so long, it's only been a week. You know, but uh, but I have just been stunned by what we've seen so far. Yeah, really cool. Uh, shaping up to be uh, a good marathon or show. So uh, you start thinking about it now. No matter where we do it, we hope you follow us uh, to that location wherever it could be and wherever it could be. It may be uh, you know places that are familiar, maybe places that are not so familiar, but it may be places that you know would be our permanent home and would be the best thing for the open pantry. So. Now is the time to start planning how you might want to how uh, how you might want to donate. Whether it's at your place of business, if your school wants to get involved, there'll still be a school challenge. There'll still be your corporate challenges. However, you can donate. Come November, the week of Thanksgiving, now's the time to start uh, planning ahead. Yeah, get your stuff together now, and make sure your stuff ain't going to be expired by then either. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, we don't like expired food. We get plenty of it. That's the bad part. I'll take the expired food. I'm desperate. You're not that desperate when you get like a can of like uh, you know cream corn that expired in 1979. Yeah. You don't you don't need to put that in your system. I wouldn't eat fresh cream corn. You're well, right. Well, exactly. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. know, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Keep your expireds at home. Cream please. corn is gross. Don't yes. do don't do that to low income people. Yeah. Don't do that.
Get them good. Get just get the kernel corn. That's all you need. You know, some people cream. love the cream corn. Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew a lady that used to make cornbread with cream corn, and quite frankly, it was delicious. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not selling the sizzle on this. Whole <laughs> well, she'd also corn. mix in bacon too. Mm, still not selling it. And it's, love. She made it with love. Yeah. You know what? I've had plenty of things made without love that still taste pretty damn good. Little oxy in there too, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Yes, right. It was oxy well, in there and some, bikes, yeah. some Vicodins. Yeah. I mean, I felt really good yeah. after eating All that right. whole pan of cornbread. Yeah. Now, the cream corn is uh, one of those things that uh, even uh, struggling families don't want. Yeah. They throw it out on the street. They're like, here. They actually give it to the panhandlers on the street. Hey, here. You want this? Remember cream we, corn. We used to get like uh, cans of, uh, it was like a, like, a, like a plain can with like a black stamped label and it just said canned pork. I don't remember that, but I remember we had a grocery store when I was growing up called Pathmark. Oh, yeah. And Pathmark had a no-frills aisle. And (laughs) all up and down the no-frills aisle was just these black and white labels of, like, like you were just describing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Green beans, cut green beans, corn, cream corn. Yeah. But it was all the Pathmark brand with the the little name at the top Mm -hmm. of it. It's funny. I'll eat a, a can of Dinty Moore stew. But I won't eat meat from a can because for some reason that sounds gross to me. See, I will eat I meat. I don't from know if there's a difference. Mm. Costco sells these cans of uh, prime rib. They're can. It's canned meat. Yeah, it's great for stews, like or your or a soup or uh, you know I, I made a, a beef barley soup with it. Yeah, it's not bad. It really isn't that bad. It's canned meat. Just is it like a gravy or a sauce in it? It's just, just no. It's meat. just like in water. Yeah. And that sounds gross to me. Nah, 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 nah. You don't knock it until you try it. You know what? I'll make you a beef barley soup. I'll bring it in here, and you tell me whether you like it or not. Will it have additional botulism in it? No. See, you're 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 thinking if it had botulism in it, they wouldn't be selling it, Bax. Don't be so silly. <laughs> no. Yes, because there's never been a recall on food. No, I not a not a uh, prime rib in a can. How could you go wrong? <laughs> That's anyway, the Applebee's special. Stay uh, stay tuned. We'll have more details about what's coming up in the Mayflower Marathon, and we will let you know as soon as we're able to tell you. It's uh, just about 722. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. Wings. We love them. And we're going to... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728 and the Eagles with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's uh, 70 in downtown Springfield. So um, waiting for the latest project from Jason Bateman now that uh, Ozark is all done with. You guys, same? Jason Bateman fans? Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. God, no, I can't stand it. Really? <laughs> but you liked Ozark, right? Never watched You never watched Ozark? Yeah. You right. watch uh, uh, Arrested Development? No, horrible show. What? Yeah. No, you're wrong about that one. Hmm. Well, in any case, I'm looking forward to the next project or one of them that he has in the works. Just based on the title alone, it's called Florida Man. And it's going to be a Netflix series described as a, quote, wild odyssey in a sunny place for shady people. The state of Florida. There you go. And I know you guys have probably done this before, taking the Florida Man Challenge. No. What's the Florida Man Challenge? Well, you put in your birth date. Mm Mm-hmm. And the words Florida man, and you come up with a unique Florida-esque story, no matter what the date of the year is. And my lady friend was skeptical about this. She said, well, you could just put in any state. You could put in Indiana man and a birth date. I said, oh, no, you wouldn't come up with nearly 
the fantastic array of horrible stories as you would from the state of Florida. All right, so what'd you come up with? So, dude? for instance, September 15th, right? Bax, yep. your, your birth date. Police arrest Florida man after a report several people saw him crawling under a library table to sniff women's feet at Florida International University. Hmm, a foot guy. Yeah. Is that so bad? No. It's I, odd. All right. Well, I mean, was he down the... Listen, if a guy's down on the on the floor mm-hmm. in a library, maybe he's looking for a pen or a book he dropped off the table. He may, maybe just someone's uh, feet were stinky and he could smell it. So he's just doing a public service. Yeah, maybe people. this is a completely, uh, you know, it's just a, he's a victim of circumstance. All right. Well, you are a Florida man denier. So, Steve, your birth date is October 13th, right? Mm-hmm. Florida man claims he killed and dismembered <laughs> his roommate because his roommate was, quote, possibly the next mass killer. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I could. <laughs> All right. Uh, mine for September 24th, plus Florida man, is a story about a guy who chased somebody around a parking lot at Chick-fil-A in Florida while naked. Is that what the headline is? Yeah, you never see you never see a guy naked in a parking lot at the Chick-fil-A in Enfield. Where uh, I used actually, to live. That's, yeah, not, that's true. not true. That's not. Has, I have seen plenty of naked people yeah. around the Chick Fil A. Have you? Yes, I have. All right. Well, I, then, I may have been one of them. All right. Well, then I I beg to differ. Then that's how I got the nickname Dick Fillet. Yeah. <laughs> people There's could a guy see named it? Richard standing out there. there yeah. Corner, yeah. 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 So anyway, I'm looking forward to Florida Man with Jason Bateman producing coming out soon on Netflix. It's 7:31. News is next. A Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert. <laughs> 734. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield. We're at serviewlocksmith.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Governor Charlie Baker's going to have a busy couple of days. He's got a bunch of bills sitting on his desk that he's got to decide whether or not he's going to decide whether or not he's going to sign. Uh, Electric bills, uh, cable bill. Probably. And also, more important ones, Amanda's bill. The bill, in a response to what one lawmaker called a blatant disregard exhibited by some police officers who took or shared photographs of a young woman named Amanda after she was stabbed to death back in 2011. Another bill waiting to be signed on Governor Baker's desk is the sports gambling bill that was passed overwhelmingly by a House vote and by a Senate vote. And one of the issues with this is that restaurants and bars are going to be left out of this particular bill. But not if John Velas has any say. The Massachusetts state senator is saying that he's putting together a special commission to study the idea of including bars and restaurants along with places like MGM Springfield that would be able to host sports gambling in the future. He's going to sign it no matter what. He's already said he's going to sign it. Yeah. So this, you know, he's got 10 days to do it. But, you know, it, it's not like he's going to say no. He's not going to veto this. He's, he's going to sign it, and we'll be, we'll be losing our shirts in no time at all. Okay. You're talking about with the gambling thing, not running around Chick-fil-A. Well, that too. Okay. Firefighters quickly put out a fire at a home in Pittsfield yesterday evening. The fire was caused by a blowtorch. 
The fire department was able to quickly extinguish the fire before it reached the interior of the house. No one was inside the building at the time because the building is being listed for sale. The cause of the fire was identified as accidental after a property caretaker used a blowtorch to remove weeds from the property's yard. Firefighters saying he got too close to the house and ignited the siding with the blowtorch. Ah, that's too bad. Well, I mean, uh, do you call your insurance company to uh, for the replacement of the uh, the siding? Kind of embarrassed. I mean, you're, it's, obviously you're embarrassed, but right. I mean, uh, you know, do they deny a claim like that? Depends on what your deductible is. I guess. You know what? Uh, uh, home insurance claims suck. Like you, if you actually have to make a home insurance claim, we were trying to uh, sell my mom's house last year, and there was some mold issues. You know, in this one section of the house where rainwater had leaked, and you know, we had to get the spot cleaned up. Right. Insurance company denied it. Hmm. They said, uh, you know what? Uh, and here's the weird thing: the, the place was insured as a vacant home because you have to distinct that when nobody's living in it. Right. You have to uh, you have to get the insurance for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they still denied the claim, uh, saying, "Oh, this uh, seems like this was a problem." Uh, yeah. And nobody was there, hence why we bought the vacant home insurance. You know, they denied, um, my insurance company many years ago denied me a claim, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I appealed it, and they eventually, uh, you know, did it. But, yeah. you know, we had, you know, water damage from the old, uh, those ice storms back uh, a number of years ago. Yeah. And we had water coming into our into our bedroom and then, you know, down the walls. And, of course, you know, you put moisture in walls, and you're asking for mold. So we needed a to, we needed to replace walls. Yeah. We needed 11 wall boards to the windows, to the walls, till the sweat drops down the small part down of the that hall. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Anyway, we needed 11 uh, yeah. you know, you know pieces of drywall. Yeah. put in the room. They said they would only pay for 6. Ah. Half of what we needed to get the uh, the job done. Yeah, why would you need all of them? Exactly. And then then they tried to tell us, well, we're not going to pay for mold remediation. Oh, really? Because, you see, I got a guy who's got an estimate who can clearly show you pictures of all the mold that's developing <laughs> as a result of you being very, very slow to respond on this claim. So, I mean, eventually they, they yeah. did it but, it, but not without a fist fight in order to get it. Oh, because they don't want to give up their money. That's why, there's, that's why these yeah, companies make But that's what you're them. paying for. Yeah, but I mean, see, they pay, don't... You're, you are paying for a policy yeah. to, to use if, God forbid, something goes wrong with your property. So if, if for them to deny it, which is usually their first response, you know, it almost kind of says to you, well, then what the hell am I paying for, uh, for this for? You know, if I'm putting in all this money every year for for homeowners insurance and I need to make a claim and you're saying I don't need it, yeah. What 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 are you doing here? Why are you involved in this? I don't understand it. Everybody's slow to respond to mold. Well, they shouldn't be. Mold can cause a lot of problems. Right. We're learning that in many buildings here in Western Mass. A 30-year-old man from Connecticut arrested over the weekend, allegedly driving more than double the speed limit, double the speed limit on Interstate 93 in New Hampshire. Was he chewing double mint gum for double your pleasure and double your fun? I don't know. It doesn't say in the report. It's a very good question, though. Was he going to work for double time? That's another good question, and maybe working for the DoubleTree Hotel chain as well. Yeah, if and if there was he had a twin, that would be double trouble. Mm-hmm.
which is also Stevie Ray Vaughan's band. He could be playing guitar or that's right, something in that mm-hmm. band. Well, anyway, Troopers clocked Alejandro Zapata Rabeo of Danbury, Connecticut. Was he eating a McDouble while he was driving? <laughs> Again, doesn't say. Very spotty reporting, Steve, so I don't know. But he was driving 161 miles per hour at 11.15 in the morning. What about a BK double stack? <laughs> Could be. The posted speed limit on this section of I-93 is 70. Again, he was doing 161. The trooper didn't pursue the orange sports car. Because he couldn't. Right? Because of the high rate of speed. Instead, he advised law enforcement officials in the area to be on the lookout. Minutes later, state police say they uh, started to receive reports of sports cars speeding and driving erratically, nearly causing crashes. The Threw double bubble out the window. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Which is awful gum, by the way. Two gum references in the same story. What is this, amateur hour? He had the double mint twins in the back seat. The Woodstock Police Department responding positioned itself on a highway to wait for the orange sports car seen by the trooper. The officers then clocked the sports car at 130, down 31 miles from its high rate of speed. Do they say what kind of car it was? A Chevy Corvette. A Chevy Corvette. A, twi- a, a 2021 orange Chevy Corvette. You know, we don't have Mike Quincy on the phone with us right now, but you gotta, you gotta say, you know, hats off to uh, to Chevy for being able to have that much horsepower on the highway. I know my car <laughs> what? couldn't make 160 miles an hour. Woodstock, Connecticut. Um, Woodstock Police Department in New Hampshire, near Ashland. Oh, New Hampshire. Was, the, okay. the driver was from Danbury, Connecticut. Gotcha. I. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think there's any highways in Woodstock, Connecticut, um, which makes more sense now that they, that they that it's in a different state. Mm-hmm. Got a new Ruth's Chris Steakhouse coming to Worcester. Newest location opened up yesterday. The chain serves its signature USDA prime steaks on a plate heated to 500 degrees. That's their big catch there. I ate at one of those. Did you? Yeah. You're going to uh, go all the way out to Worcester to go a second time? No, I went to uh, when I was in Vegas. I went there. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, yes. And it uh, for one person, it was a hundred and fourteen dollars, and that was on the low end. Really? Yeah, that was like a like a cube steak. I I opted to get the sixty five dollar steak versus the eighty nine dollar steak. <sighs> Why is it called Ruth's Chris? By the way, uh, I don't know. Something about Ruth and Chris. Chris Matulik founded Chris Steakhouse in 1927 in New Orleans. In 1965, a woman named Ruth Fertile, a divorced single mom who needed the money to send her teenage sons to college, ignored the advice of her banker, her lawyer, and friends, and purchased Mm. Chris Steakhouse, and soon changed the name to Ruth's Chris. It's uh, probably easier to get to the one in Newington than it would be to go all the way out to Worcester. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And as long as we're on food, Snickers is rolling out a condiment brand. It's a seasoning blend with the Snickers flavoring, each jar filled with around seven ounces of Snickers in powdered form. Well, you know, listen, if if you're going to have sexual relations, you want to be able to be protected. It's not the first time a candy has been turned into a seasoning. The same brand released a Twix version of Dust last year. And before that, they did a cinnamon toast crunch one called Cinnadust. So Sounds who knows? Good, Maybe Cinnadust. The, yeah. yeah. 
maybe the Snickers seasoning blend will become a big hit. Maybe not. How do you uh, how do you put that on yourself? I mean, I would imagine uh, does it come with a reservoir tip? <laughs> you have to. It, it gets real snug. Yeah, right. You just got to yeah. pull the top. Yeah, they need to do it in jelly form in order to put it on yourself. Probably. Did you say condom or condiment? Condiment. That's ah, where I'm confused. That's, oh, but that's that changes I, the whole story. Well, I feel. Don't I feel like a dope? I know. But you could do that as well. Well, I guess, but yeah, uh, yeah so I want to know what I'm getting into. Some sort of sex jelly put out by the folks at Snickers. People might buy that as well. Who knows? Sex jelly from Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> it's 744 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next, now hear this on Rock 102. Charlie Epstein here, and I have had a dream. I always wanted to own my own office building. And then I found it in the center of the booming metropolis of downtown East Lime Meadow. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with some showers this afternoon. High of 88 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 88. It's 70 right now in downtown Springfield. Don't forget to check out the Daily Podcast every uh, weekday uh, morning, uh, usually around 10 o'clock. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Fritz Fox. One of the lead singers of the band, The Mutants, from uh, from San Francisco. They got a brand new record out. Actually, it's a compilation of songs that have been uh, unheard of in 40 years called Curse of the Easily Amused. It's a very, very cool record and a very cool band. You can check that out at rock102.com. 7.50, we're back, Steve and Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one comes from Western Mass News. They did a story about the new sports gambling bill that has landed on Governor Charlie Baker's desk and awaits his signature. It passed overwhelmingly, of course, in the House and in the Senate with just six no votes cast by Democrats in Cambridge, Somerville, Newton, Andover, and New Bedford. And places like MGM Springfield can't wait to engage with the public in sports gambling on a both a professional and college sports basis, although limited for college sports. The problem is that local restaurants and bars are left out of the bill they won't be able to start benefiting from the revenue anytime soon and so the first clip comes from john velas talking about the overdue nature of that aspect of the bill at a minimum we owe them in light of the way that their businesses have been just absolutely decimated because of covid so he is proposing a commission to study the aspect of having local bars and restaurants be able to be included in the gambling. What do you need to study for that for? Well, I suppose it's, it's sort of like when it's, if, if you're going to have surgery, you got to follow certain steps to get to the surgery. You have to take a, a test. You have to have an MRI. You have to maybe do some rehab first. And then if all else fails, the insurance companies will then put their stamp of approval on a surgery. I think I mean, it's you're, similar. You're, you're not wrong. I mean, it, but they do this with everything. And you know, every... You know, on every to- on every topic and every bill, it's like you know, there's got to be a study. You got to make sure you know what you're talking about. You know what you're voting on, and I kind of get that. But these kinds of things should have been dealt with before the bill was uh, placed to a vote. I mean, we should have been really on this to make sure that everyone has a chance to benefit 
from this thing correctly. And I don't know why, I just don't understand the justification for putting it in some hands and taking it away from others if you're going to allow Keno to be played in bars and restaurants all over the state. They talked to folks like Bill Stetson from the Rumble seat in Chicopee, and he says he's disappointed, but hopeful still, because places like his place won't be included and won't be able to take advantage of local gambling. They should be able to. No doubt about it. It, it just it just seems with the with with Keno, it's it's hypocritical. It's completely hypocritical. Right. You can buy uh, scratch tickets and all this other stuff yeah. uh, at most of these places. I don't I don't know about every bar, but it, uh, some bars have scratch tickets you can buy. Yeah. As well as your Powerballs and all that stuff. It's still betting. What's the difference? And MGM Springfield will benefit immediately with the new sports lounge and their high-def viewing wall and the tap room, with ha- which has a, a rear section of it dedicated to uh, you know more viewing and more gambling. So and- why should that bar, even though it's in a casino, right. why should that bar get it and the rumble seat doesn't? Yeah. yeah. And people will soon be able to place bets on their phones, on the BetMGM online sportsbook platform as well. You can bet on local little leagues at the Buck Lounge over in Agawam. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a big payout for that, though, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, you got a couple of bucks here and there. Hey, Cody, yeah. you're going to strike out in the sixth inning. Do you yeah. understand? You're going to take a dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could get ugly. You're right. Clip number two from Brad Pitt, who doesn't believe in toilet paper. Toilet paper is an antiquated concept. <laughs> yes. It's draconian. I don't know why we're satisfied with this. I'm really, I'm really impressed with the with the smart toilet, the Japanese toilet, and thank God someone was thinking for all of us. Brad Pitt going bidet. No TP for Brad Pitt. Well, if you got a bidet and it's doing its job, then you don't need it. Uh, you know, here's the only thing I don't understand about that because we went on vacation. Uh, one of the guys that we went on a vacation with uh, in that big house that we rented. Yeah. He was like, uh, he carries like a like a bidet around with him, mm-hmm. like a portable one that you can use while you're in the bathroom at you know the rest stop. Really? Don't even ask. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, and he, you know, he's preaching about oh the bidet. You got to get the bidet. Okay, I can see it cleans very well. But how do you dry? What what do True. you do? You, you a towel? You, you use toilet paper? Uh, what's the, the difference? Right, right. And, and if there's going to be a spray of water shooting up from the day, then there, right. maybe there could be a puff of air to dry you off as well. I don't yeah, know. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. What? How do you dry yourself? Do you I, know. I, I think you use the hand. I think you use the hand dryer, and you do a little. Uh, you do you your, spread uh, the butt cheeks like a little, little bit. Uh, ass over tea kettle thing, and uh, yeah, that's right. There. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Downward posing dog. Mm-hmm. Something like that? All right. I suppose. Clip number three from the vocal group May Tree. So they covered a Metallica song that's been popularized in Stranger Things. Master of Puppets. I think this came up on the show yesterday. You guys were talking about Master of Puppets, weren't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is a vocal group called May Tree using only their voices. To, and I'll skip through portions of this song, but it's kind of impressive. <laughs> Skipping ahead. 
You sure you don't want to play all eight minutes of it? It's a minute 30, but I'll skip to the last 10 seconds. I don't like that part. All right, you know, you had me, you had me up until that last part. That was uh, that was annoying as hell. The, the Yoko Ono s screaming at the end there. You're not that, buying into that. That's right. All right, Stranger Things making Metallica's must, uh, Master of Puppets very popular. Probably not so much for that acapella group. It's 7:56 with back Steve and Dave. We've got the 102 second sports coming up next on Rock 102. New false confidence to know that all you really need in life is one good lucky day. And then all your problems will be resolved. Unless you lose, then you might need more than one good lucky day. Either way, I say let the financial ruin begin because today I'm feeling lucky. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm looking at the Craftsman 9-gallon wet dry vac. Only 80 bucks with Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'll look at the Rockies app. You can also see what's going on in the sales flyer at Rockies.com or pick one up in the store. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Under pressure. Pressure. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Queen with David Bowie and Rock 102. Heat wave coming our way. Not as hot as July, according to the National Weather Service, but still hotter than a normal August. We're going to have highs between 85 and 90 today with a mixture of sun and clouds. Uh, Speaking of heat, uh, I'm involved in a heated argument. Mm -hmm. You are? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. With who? Uh, Family. Oh. Family. Oh, it always man. comes down to that, doesn't it? Families. They're the worst. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, having uh, to deal with so many dead people in my life in the last five years <laughs> really uh, kind of takes a toll on you when you have to be. I was. Ch- my mother passes away in November. Uh, and I it was chosen to be years ago as the executor of the estate. Which all that means is you just make sure that everything gets divvied up properly. Sure. You know, whatever's left. How uh, difficult can that be? Apparently, it's very difficult. Um, we're only talking about, um, you know, most of my most of my mother's assets were, were, were uh, dissolved before she passed away. Not dissolved. I don't even know if it's the right thing. They were distributed. They were taken away. I had to clean out a house. Like, you know, things were sent off to... Right, thrift shops and things like that, in, in order to make it easier, because you know there was uh, some situations where we needed the money in order to, to pay for my mother's care. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't really get to use much of that money, so there is some money left, you know, a- over, and that's about it. You know, it's n- really not a whole lot. So, but when you're dealing with uh, five sub- five people, five people, I my me and my four other siblings. Uh, there's always one. There's always one. Sure. Yeah. 
who has uh, some sort of problem with me, I don't know, being in charge of things, uh, maybe being the baby of the family, uh, figuring, oh, he used to get whatever he wants, and now he's getting whatever he wants now. Now, how are you in charge of things, by the way, being the youngest in the family? Uh, my mother chose that. Mm. Uh, she chose that uh, years ago. She chose right. one of my sisters to be her health care provider, mm-hmm. and she chose me to be uh, the finance guy. Okay. You know what's remarkable? Yeah. What does that say about the other No <laughs> kidding. Kids? I was just going to get to that. <laughs> you you yeah. got you got one who you feel good is going to okay, she's going to look after me yeah. and my uh, my physical care. Yeah. Then I got the uh the one son who is going to take care of all the business. Yes. But those other 3 Yeah. I don't know what we were well, thinking. You know, here's the thing. Uh, 4 out of 5 have no problem with what's going on sure you know there might have been some dispute about how things were executed but you know i did what i had to do uh under my mother's wishes in order to keep her finances straight sure. i actually got her out of debt which i was uh, very proud of uh, getting my mother out of debt for be not that it mattered, <laughs> but still, <laughs> was, she, was she really worried about her credit rating at that point? No, but you know, you know, my my goal was to make sure that you know she had enough money to keep herself uh, comfortable uh, while she was alive. The last thing anybody wants is 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 to be shoved into a nursing home uh, that is just like the bare minimum Medicare uh, thing, right? Uh, when you got you know so many of these people dealing with that, it, it, you don't get the best care. You really don't when when it comes down to that. Um, so I you know I've done my due diligence in this whole thing, and then uh, then I had to spearhead to, because I'm the executor uh, to spearhead the getting this thing going. Now, you know, my mother lived in Florida. She died in Georgia. It's a a little bit of a mess. But you hire hire a probate uh, attorney or will attorney, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, this woman's been taking care of this. And then she sent us all this paperwork. We all had to get it notarized. And then there was like, there's one holdout. Now, with that one holdout, what that means is rather than having to pay that one flat fee, which was pretty expensive. To get this thing going, sure. It, now it's going to cost like uh, thousands of dollars every time because now I have to file a petition anytime something needs to be done with that estate and and that account. So, you know, there are bills to be paid. Uh, she was, uh, you know, get into specifics, but there are some things that she was overpaid after she passed away that need to go back, right? You know, there's 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 things that need to be taken care of, you know, and uh, we can't get access to any of it because we have this holdout uh, in this whole thing, and that's a done deal. Like the thing is signed and 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 has been submitted. So uh, so that's I just I, I don't understand sometimes why people would want to make things linger. You know, I'm the kind of person that is like kind of straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get this done, let's get it over with, and then we won't ever have to deal with this ever again. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Well, apparently, that's pretty unreasonable. You know, if you're talking about you're coming from like the uh, the Walton family that owns uh, like yeah. Walmart, yeah. or you're, uh, you're like Jeff Bezos's kids. They own Walmart. I thought they lived in that little uh, in that little shack, shack up in the, the Appalachia. Yeah. No. Different uh, different Walton family. But if you're talking about like that kind of money, yeah. Okay, I can see maybe, you know, holding out, doing it the right way, you know, you know making sure everything is uh, is uh, is cool, but your mom died a hundred air. 
<laughs> well, I know, and that's a hundred air. And that's the thing. It's not like there's some giant magical pile of money. It was. It's a very little amount when you consider how many people are involved, and you know what. It was yeah. that money was 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 going to her care anyway. It has no bearing on my life whatsoever. Does the it one really ob- does? Does the one objector in your family think that you're maybe hiding the real? Yes, value I think of that that's money? exactly what what the accusation is. Mm-hmm. I, but but with no communication other than you know finding mm-hmm. out from the lawyer that the, you know this person didn't sign off on these things mm-hmm. and this is what we have to do with that. Mm. It really sucks. It really sucks to 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 you know to think you grew up with people and you think you know people and you think how could somebody just be such a narcissistic pain in the ass like that? And apparently uh, it happens, and it happens to a lot of families. There's a lot of families that deal with this mm-hmm. when somebody dies and estates need to be divvied up. Steve, um, if I if I may, yeah. um, you know there are people in this world that are so hungry for control yeah that they will do everything to they can to make things as difficult yeah as is humanly possible you know it's like like the the way to control a situation is to become an obstacle for something that should be just so damn simple mm-hmm. something that's just so easy to resolve you know you're never going to get beyond this with the one sibling because no. this is just no, and, they and, are, and this and, is a, a, hist- a history of this kind of behavior. Exactly, yeah, right. and what my, my point is, they will probably never see it that any other way. No, she probably won't. Yeah, yeah. So you may be dealing with this not just for the rest of this week. It may be a while. Yeah, the, <laughs> the way it was expl- the way it was explained by the by the attorney was, this will take each one of these petitions takes many many months. I have a solution. Months, I right. have a solution. What? I think what you should do for this one objector is offer them the job. Say, listen, you take it and sign over the rights. You know, to I, let, you know what I'm saying? And, to let- and you know what? I, I, I'm kind of at that point right now because, again, I don't I don't care. I don't care. I care. En- I care enough to execute the right. job that my mother assigned me right. and wanted me to do. That's the only reason why I don't want to give it up. Because yeah. okay. I made a promise to my mother even before, you know, we I understand about that. But you probably wouldn't give it up because you would offer the deal and you would show them the proof that this yeah. is all legit and they would say, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, but yeah. you know, they, but here's but here's the thing. And your lawyer, because you and I have talked about this, yeah. your lawyer is, is totally on your side and understands your position on this. Yeah. The issue is, is you're not resolving anything by giving it to this person. You're just only creating more control, yeah, more right. obstacles, but and all for of these else. and all yes. of those things still have to happen anyway. Right. There's no going back now. The, the paper has been signed; it has been submitted to the thing. You can't. If you want to go back and do that, that's mm-hmm. going to cost you another five grand. Right. You know. So it's just it, it's. I don't know. I'm sure people deal with this all the time. Yeah. Anybody who uh, has been involved in, in a in a dispersion of, of of goods or or any, and that's the other thing. There's no there's not even goods. Yeah. There's no goods. Right. It, all bad. of that stuff was taken care of before she passed away. Well, yeah, I I do I do feel sorry for you because for me, only child. Yeah, well, don't have see, to. Worry. See, yeah, you got it easy. <laughs> right. You got it. You got the, if, if if your parents go. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to argue with yourself and how you're going to spend all of that cash. I might still, but you're right. You yeah, know, but yeah, you know, it's like 
it's like, you know, you know, I know for me, you know, my parents are still alive. I don't mm. really expect a whole hell of a lot. And, and frankly, it doesn't really, you know, my memories of my parents are going to be my own. It will have nothing to do with any, any financial gain out of it. But, you know, that's. No, but, but there are, I'm sure there are some things that you would want or whatever at sure. the end. But I don't think my, I don't but, I don't see my sister and I right. really squabbling over that kind of stuff. But, but, with, but in, that's only because there's two of you. Exactly. Yeah. But in your and well, it, it could be two, but it could be you know, like one of us is a controlling narcissist and one yeah. of them isn't. In your case, you've got one sibling out of five. Yeah. That is, and it's, it has, and, it, and I'm sure all the other siblings are kind of like, you know, this is, uh, this is me, this is pointless. I'm sure they kind of feel the way you do. Like, I think they all feel the same way I mm-hmm. do. Of course, and they it's do. just like I don't understand why you're just prolonging this. Can't they and, gang and, up it, on this one? That's the uh, maybe, outlier. You know, you know what it is because this person has burned so many bridges throughout their entire life yeah. that uh, there is no talking to yeah. this person. So, you, yeah. so the thing to understand about a narcissistic personality is oh, even, I know. even if, yeah. even if logic and uh, you know the law supports your position Mm -hmm. there is no way that they will admit any responsibility for making bad choices and bad decisions yes instead it will be everybody else is acting wrong and i'm the only one that's talking sense even though it's nonsense i was the only one wrong in a previous marriage i know where you're coming from uh, good luck with all of this. Well, you know, it, 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 I know we don't have much time, but uh, yeah, if you're going through this, I feel your pain, man. It, it, it just it just sucks, and it just sucks that people have to deal with this kind of stuff mm-hmm. after somebody is no longer around. You know, you want to have uh, you know good memories of your mother. You know, you want to have yeah. you know you, you want to have that. You know, that's the thing you should be taking away from this. It shouldn't be about squabbling over just. You know, a few bucks. You know, that should not be the thing that tears your you know, your family apart. But unfortunately, that's the kind of thing that happens a lot. It's too bad. Womp, 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 womp. It's just about 823 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Sports Dog Foundations or rent their facility to teach your own class. Learn more at heroesbts.com. It's 825 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Uh, your sibling, Steve, may have missed the boat on this, but maybe others could benefit from the secret to being the most interesting person at any given party. This is according to Inc.com. The, okay. The best way to have people find you fascinating, it's three-pronged. Be intensely curious. Show that you're genuinely fascinated by what somebody's telling you at a party, and then ask smart follow-up questions. That's tip number one for being the most interesting person at any party. Well, I'm out because I can't ask questions like that. (laughs) Tip number two. Maybe you can hit two of the three, Steve, and then you'll better your chances. Be a good listener. I'm sorry. What was the second one? (laughs) When you let somebody talk about themselves, it triggers the same area of their brain as pays off when they get money or food. So they talk about themselves, they feel better, and they like you better as the result of you being a good listener. And mm. tip number three for being the most interesting person at any party, ask interesting questions. Instead, See, now, of, instead of small talk, ask questions like, hey, what's on your bucket list? And See, then, I, I would think that the way to be the most interesting person at a party would be bring the best side dish mm-hmm. or bring extra beer. Suddenly, everybody wants to be your friend. Yeah, they, that's not on the list, but I mm. will add it in there. 
Yeah, you bring a you bring a, like a nice bottle of bourbon along and say, "Hey, everybody, uh, take two fingers of this." Yeah. You know, I, and, uh, listen, I got a, a bottle of bourbon, and look at all this potato salad I bought. All of a sudden, you're the most popular guy at the party. Well, not if it's German potato salad. Steve doesn't like that. Well, you wouldn't bring that to a party for people that you're trying to impress. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of thing you make for your family when you're not really trying to impress them. But make a good potato salad. Who among us could go walk away from that? Oh, uh, you would just get the, uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah, who made this potato salad? Well, Steve made that. Oh, it's delicious. Ooh, let me go talk to Steve yeah. to find out how he made this delicious potato salad. People are going to remember two things about any party whether it be a wedding or a birthday or whatever, if uh, if they had a good time and the food was good, mm-hmm. you know? And the beverages. Yeah. yeah. No one's sitting there saying, you know, I, I talked to Dave Coombs at this party, had a wonderful time watching him listen to me. Nobody ever No one's that. ever going to say to that. No, 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 no. It's not about you, Dave. I'm just using you as a hypothetical example. I, I've just, been used many times before. I'm well, okay I'll it. use you one more time. Mm-hmm. It's like no one's going to go to a party and said, uh, man, Dave was asking all kinds of really good questions. But see, they don't realize that that's what's going on. Because when you're asking somebody else questions, they're talking about themselves. And it went to that thing about their brain, you know, registering the same way it does when it gets money or food as a payoff. When they talk about themselves, people don't realize it. Yeah. But it's triggering that positive portion of the brain. Bring me a good dip. We'll talk all night long. All right. We will have a conversation like you've never had before. Your keys may be different. Uh, by the way, this article from Inc.com, according to business leadership expert Marcel Schwantz. Mm. Marcel Schwantz. I would be talking about Schwantz all day. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's what I would do. You know, I, had a, I told you, I think I've told you this before. We had an interesting party where uh, I was uh, an attendee uh, uh, that uh, the person running the party uh, had connections to get communion wafers. We really? had, we had communion wafers as uh, as dipping chips, no and kidding. then uh, we made all kinds of dips. Everybody brought a dip. Uh, that was an interesting party. That's that, a very interesting. That party. W- you see, you remember a party like that? Uh, these, the uh, person who threw that one with these consecrated hosts? No, they weren't. Uh, they were. What does that mean? Does that mean they're blessed? They've been blessed. Stuff? No, no, they weren't blessed. This is like the bulk. It's like the big Costco bag of of, of communion wafers. Right. They send it. They send it in the mail, and then uh, before it's blessed, that's when you can take it. It's just bread. Wow. Yeah. Like, like sour cream and onion hosts. Oh, well, we had tater the, hosts. Seven uh, uh, deadly sin layer dip. We did. Nice. We did that. And, yeah. We did. We did all yeah. kinds of stuff. Ooh, queso. Yes, queso. <laughs> Who'd have loved that cat, that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's the way to go. That's an interesting party. It's 829 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. And coming up next in the news, what happens when you're a police officer? With back Steve and Dave and Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Among the bills waiting for the signature of Governor Charlie Baker, sitting on his desk as the result of the most recent legislative session, the one that would approve sports gambling for the Bay State. It was passed overwhelmingly in the House and in the Senate and had only six no votes. And this particular bill needs his signature to move forward, not just for gambling on the professional level, but for gambling for certain college sports as well. And one of the big problems with it is that local restaurants and bars won't necessarily be benefiting from this bill, which is why John Velas, the senator from Massachusetts, is vowing to put together a special commission to study that and bring that about at some point in the future. 
That's right. one of the bills waiting for Governor Baker's signature. Another one is Amanda's Law. This would prohibit first responders from taking or transmitting images of crime victims outside their official duties and without consent. It's in honor of the young woman who was stabbed to death in her Chicopee apartment years ago. There's another situation that John Velas is involved in. He spoke with Western Mass News about the recent decision to scrap those stimulus checks we talked about on the show. These were promised to middle-income residents. And according to Senator Velas, he called it one of the biggest disappointments to come out of the recent session. Lawmakers deciding that they can't give money away to Massachusetts residents because of the uncertainty of the country's economic future. Also because of inflation and a possible looming recession. And according to Senator Velas, it's only on pause. And that the lawmakers will revisit the possibility of this economic development bill in the future and the idea of presenting stimulus checks to us at some point then. We should try getting Velas on one of these days. It's been a while. (sighs) Do we have to? He's involved in a lot of stuff, (laughs) though. You know, I mean, he's being being a good politician. I'll reach out to him. Maybe tomorrow. Attaboy, Steve. Way way to play ball. Hmm. Worcester police officer Colby Turner was playing an illegal form of ball. He's been placed under arrest for allegedly submitting nearly $45,000 in off-duty assignment slips for assignments he didn't actually work. The police department, becoming aware of the possible criminal activity, they began an investigation and found probable cause to believe Mr. Turner had requested and received payments for these fictitious off-duty assignments that he wrote up. Who does this guy think he is? A state cop? Yeah. Among them, listen to this. Can't run with the big dog. Stay on the porch. He submitted 18 off-duty slips, totaling about $3,700 for the work that he allegedly did at the Lemonster Credit Union. 17 slips, totaling about five grand for the Palladium Theater. 52 more slips, totaling 18 grand for a Walmart in the Worcester area. And also about $9,000 worth of work slips for a price chopper in Worcester. He never worked any of these. I mean, that's some sort of, <sighs> I think he probably figured, I'm going to be really specific here. I'm going to include some specific businesses like Walmart and a credit union and the Palladium. Busted. Uh, does the price chopper require uh, like police supervision? I don't know. What kind of things are going on at the price chopper? I don't know. That's what I would like to know. In total, police allege that Turner submitted 150 slips worth almost $45,000. He did not actually work at any of them. All fictitious. You know, uh, some could say that uh, we do pretty much the same thing. We get a paycheck for hardly working as, as well. Hard to argue with that. Mm, it's the value they're getting. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Speaking of value... The Wall Street Journal says Americans, including those here in Western Mass, have begun doing their shopping for groceries at dollar stores due to the skyrocketing price of groceries. Oh, they get those ribeye sales once a year. Yeah, that, with a $1 ribeye. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do not. Do yeah, they really? They do. Not kidding you. Yeah. They do. It's like a paper-thin piece. Of, it's, it is a ribeye. It's just a very, very thin piece of a ribeye. It's so thin, you can see right through it. Well, how do you know it's there? Well, I guess I just assumed. Grocery prices have surged about 12% in recent days. Some people are combating the high prices by growing their own vegetables 
in their garden while others are getting creative with leftovers as well as shopping at dollar stores. You know, the thing about the dollar store is uh, you can get everything there. Uh, like, I- I'm, I'm not going to lie, uh, not too long ago, I bought myself a whole bunch of socks from the dollar store. We happened to be in a dollar store, we're looking okay. for something else, and I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. I could use more socks. Who couldn't use more socks? Grab myself a pair, uh, a bunch of socks, and guess what? They're as good as any other sock I have ever owned in my life. Yeah, the dollar store actually sells, like, brand name stuff for, like, cleaning fluids and whatnot, yes. like uh, Fabuloso. They actually have lemon Fabuloso Ooh. at the uh, Dollar Tree. Smells almost like imitation lemon, lemons. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's a good way to save some money if you want to. You don't need a whole big thing of something. No, just get a little bit of it. That's all you need. You yeah. didn't uh, you didn't mention this uh, this uh, this drone strike in Kabul yesterday? Mm-hmm. Killed uh, Ayman El Zawahiri. Uh, El Zawaha. Oh, yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they blowed him up. They blowed him up good. This is uh, one of the masterminds of the nine eleven uh, you know, attack. This is a this is a bad bad dude, and uh, we got him, just like Bin Laden. They're also uh, questioning though, like uh, now that we're out of Afghanistan, is this becoming a rebreeding ground for these Al Qaeda members? Like are we, uh, are it always we will cranking things back up. It always will. You, I mean, you, you get one, eight more will crop up. It doesn't mean you don't get that one it's a good move mm-hmm. i believe uh, it was blood sweat and tears that's saying and when i die and when i'm gone there'll be one more bloodthirsty terrorist to carry on i love that song it's close to that lyric i think you're close david clayton thomas right uh yes i don't i don't have a, a, a lyric sheet in front of me but i believe that's how it, it was but we blowed that guy up good we blowed him all up blowed him up hey it pays to tweet Literally, a new study revealing executives who self-promote regularly on Twitter are more likely to receive job offers with higher salaries. This study from the McCombs School of Business School of Business at the University of Texas at Austin. Executives who promote their expertise and qualifications on Twitter, 32% more likely to attract higher-paying job offers after interviews. And here we were making fun of Twitter earlier this week. Including the new feature Twitter Blue, I think. Yeah, it was. That we, we were we were just mentioning that uh, that Twitter is a mindless cesspool of bad ideas, and uh, you know, I mean, I've been on Twitter, you know, lots of times. I do things on Twitter and all the big uh, social medias, and yet I don't see a single person knocking on my door say, "Hey, how would you like to be uh, getting forty five thousand dollars by submitting phony receipts at the price the price chopper?" You're not making the right tweets. Then. I guess I'm not. Clean up your content a little more. Make it a little more pointed. Brag about your skills. I'd have to find what those are. You don't have any skills. Well, why else do you think I'm doing this job? If I had skills, I'd have a legitimate job in a legitimate industry. Instead, this is not my beautiful job. This This is not my beautiful house. My God, what have I done? Wikipedia has placed a temporary ban. That was the talking heads, by the way. I know. Wikipedia has placed a temporary ban on editing their recession page. You know, people edit on Wikipedia, but on certain pages, you're not allowed to edit, including on the recession page. You can't? Nope. As Americans, try it. Go see if you guys can edit. As Americans debate whether or not we have entered a recession, the online encyclopedia has seen a flood of edits to the page. Wikipedia has seen hundreds of edits, and the issue seems to have been split over partisan lines. 
to stop the editing war, the page is now under a, quote, semi-protection status. Once the ban is lifted, edits will still be under review by volunteer editors at Wikipedia. Interesting. Well, I mean, I'm looking at it. It doesn't really say that I can't uh, add or uh, edit anything out of this. Have you ever tried to edit a page on Wikipedia? No. No. Believe it or not, you're going to find this hard to imagine. I have other things going on in my life. I used to edit the Rock 102 page. Did you? Yeah. Did you really? Well, because we had to. We had so yep. many people coming in and out of here. We, <laughs> sure. didn't, we, had to, we had to keep updating who the lineup was mm-hmm. on the page. And then all of a sudden, all of that went away. Like somebody, uh, and, then, and now it's like a permanent one that nobody can mess with. I'm looking at it now. There's like nothing here. Yeah. It used to be like uh, had all the listings of all the people that worked here, like, or, you know, on the air anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. My uh, name's not even on here. But for 28 years, my name should be on this thing. I think uh, Heidi West was the last name to be on there. And oh, then, uh, when she God. left, uh, the page got taken over. Well, she probably ripped it off herself. Blame Steve for your name not being on their backs. He said he was editing the page. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure he didn't edit that part. But Heidi West, huh? Heidi West. There's an Aust- America's national treasure. Oh, is she ever. <laughs> There's an Aussie mother making headlines because she botched her son's back-to-school haircut. Joanna Clark went too short on the top and left her 12-year-old son, Nathaniel, looking like... Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. He's completely bald on top, but has hair sticking out the sides and on the back. Why uh, Why would she have done this? She made a mistake. She botched the back-to-school haircut. She tried to do it herself, and it went horribly wrong. I want to see the haircut. Joan- uh- Johanna Clark, J- J-O-H-A-N-N-A. Clark and her son Nathaniel, who now looks like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Oh my God! What a horrible cut! You who would do that to their kid? By mistake, she says. Do you ever have a really bad haircut? Yeah, I've had. You know, I I had bad haircuts in the past, but nothing that nothing that terrible. I used to have a, a guy, he was a great barber, wonderful barber. That guy could cut hair like like nobody's business, but he was old. And as he got older, the cuts got worse and worse. Yeah. To the point where, you know, I get a bowl cut, but it looked like a bowl that was on the side of my I head. I had that too, kind of like tilted. Yeah, I yeah. didn't want a bowl cut. Uneven. I, mean, I didn't I didn't go there and say, hey, dude, how about a, how about the, doing a little bowl cut for Give me that mushroom cap thing. <laughs> Give me the mo. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't want that. But, yeah. you know, but yeah, everything was like the whole like the whole room may have seemed tipped mm-hmm. to him. Yep. But yeah, no, this, oh, this poor kid. I mean, you, no, he wanted a haircut inspired by Gargamel, the evil wizard from the Smurfs. So if he looks like it, then he's success. Does he look like Gargamel or like Mr. Burns from the Simpsons? I don't know. I'm not looking but at that it. that hair, I mean, if you're going to say, if, if uh, mom, I want a haircut that looks makes me look like Gargamel from the Smurfs, first of all, you're an idiot parent for even doing that to your kid. <laughs> yeah. And secondly, uh, he got what he wanted. Yeah. You spoiled little brat. There you got you go. what you wanted, and this is what it looks like. He, and then, and then this will be the the victim of bullies at school. Right. Well, the good part about it is, by the time school starts, this will have grown in. Unless school already started in Australia, I don't know. I don't know. Poor kid. <laughs> He's got, he, uh, it's eight forty-four. 
Back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. When you need a lawyer, you need protection, discretion, and results. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 with Back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with some showers this afternoon and a high of 88 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 88. It's 70 right now in downtown Springfield. Did you see the story about Tiger Woods mm-hmm. from uh, from Greg Norman? Yep. So Greg Norman's on uh, on Fox News. He's talking to Tucker Carlson. Why? I don't know why anybody would want to do that voluntarily, but he's having a conversation with Tucker Carlson. And this whole LIV, this Live Golf uh, tour, apparently when uh, before greg norman became the president of this thing they offered tiger woods somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 to 800 million dollars to leave the pga and join uh, live golf mm-hmm. and he turned it down mm-hmm. yeah 700 to 800 million dollars mavis wanzik made slightly less than that amount yeah and he turned it down can you imagine having uh, the opportunity to turn that kind of money down? Because you just feel like eh, he has I scruples. Don't feel like he has it. scruples. I mean, he doesn't yeah. want to be involved in that political nightmare. Oh yeah. Well, Tiger Woods has always been known for his scruples. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people upset about this place and the ties to the Saudis and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, with and the I get whole that 9/11 thing, and you know, because it was at the Trump course and. Not too far away from New York City and all this other stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really, it's uh, it is a shame that the United States actually does business with these with these folks, considering all of the things that they are accused of doing and and proven to have done uh, by funding that terrorist attack as well. Phil Mickelson's one of the golfers who made the jump to the Live Tour, and there's a great viral video of a guy, a fan in New Jersey, heckling him right as he got up to the tee box to hit a drive on the first hole. You can go check it out. It's pretty funny. And he's yelling things out just as Mickelson's getting ready to swing. Hey, hit one for the Saudi royal family, yeah, I Phil. Saw, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, he steps away. He, like, resets. So, like, so Tiger Woods' uh, net worth is $800 million, mm-hmm. okay? So, you know, here's here's Live Golf offering him twice, you know, uh, uh, like a twice what he's worth now. So he would be... It'd be like, you know, $1.6 billion mm-hmm. yep. he'd have. And he turns it down. And I'm just, all I'm saying, regardless of what you may think of, uh, you know, this, this new golf league or whatever it may be, can you imagine being in a position where someone could offer you twice what, you know, uh, the exact amount of what you're worth and you were able to say, yeah, no, nah, I, I think I'm all, I'm all set. I, if you offer me five bucks right yeah. now, I'd probably take it. That's about what the tickets to the Live Golf events cost, by the way. You can get them for about a buck on StubHub, because, I was saying earlier. No, because nobody wants to go. Right. And it'll be interesting because the Live Tour comes to Boston September 2nd through the 4th. Be very curious to see know, who shows up. Is he staying with some friends and got some lots of room? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's not the springtime, though. Maybe. And you can fund your terror on the sidewalks. <laughs> Dave Loggins. Listen yeah, to you. How about, how about that? that? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. i just like someone to offer me $800 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure Mavis wants it. It's a big deal for her. She would, you know, but... Tiger Woods, like, eh, well, I'm a, eh maybe, all right. maybe back since Charles Barkley has backed out of the 
possibility of joining as a commentator. You could become a commentator for Live Golf. I mean, Barkley has no knowledge of golf, really. I mean, they were going to hire him like, just to make funny comments and sound stupid. You could do that. I could do that. But, you know, I mean, uh, on the other hand, I'm not so sure I want to join an organization that could be out of business within the next six months. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably okay right here. And I don't know what they would pay. They're not going to pay me $800 to become a broadcaster over there. I do like the idea that they're allowing the golfers to wear shorts if they want. Oh, you got to be comfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. They still got to wear the collared shirts? Mm-hmm. Fascists. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> That's something I never understood. Why do I got to wear a collar? And then some guys will wear like that mock yes. collar, but that's okay. Yeah. But my, but my, uh, you know, my little Rock One Hundred Two T-shirt would mm-hmm. not be uh, good enough. Yeah, I would be seen as somehow uh, damaging the game with mm-hmm. my short collared shirt. Or your wife beat her if you showed up on the first tee like that. It's uh, just about eight fifty-seven with back Steve and Dave and Rock One Hundred Two. Rock One Hundred Two and the Tommy Car Auto Group.